Hey there, this is Tracy Liberty of Little Wing Wellbeing. I'm your host, Tracy Liberty. So I have been really uh, taking advantage of the energy of winter. Um, if you know me personally, you know that I deal with chronic illness. Um, so winters tend to be a little challenging for me. And I have really um, gone into rest mode, hibernation mode. I have um, taken a break from working with clients, from doing card readings, um, and it's actually been really nice. It's the first time in my life that I've really been okay with just being. Uh, so that that's an interesting sort of uh, new way of being for me, but also kind of fascinating to notice how um, I'm not resisting it and I've always had a real challenging time with feeling like uh, I'm not contributing um, you know that whole thing judging myself for not doing enough for not being enough and for once in my life being okay with that so I hope everyone who is listening is doing well thank you for listening um, I hope you're able to be in tune with the medicine of winter. So some, some um, time for yourself to be able to reju rejuvenate, to replenish, to restore, and to receive. So today, um, and quite frankly, I have been wanting to do a podcast um, about ancestral healing, um, about trauma that's passed down from generation to generation. And, um, I, it keeps coming up. I keep feeling like, okay, today's the day. And then, you know, either I'm not feeling quite right or it, it, the timing isn't right for some reason. And, um, just got a big push today to really talk about this. And I always want to kind of preface my podcast by saying that this is my take on something that, you know, any subject I talk about, um, you could probably find a million different people talking about it. So it's interesting because that sometimes is the reason as to why I feel like I can't talk about something. Um, I always feel like someone else has more knowledge, um, is more equipped, more experienced, um, more eloquent <laughs> when they talk about something. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's BS. That's my own personal BS. We all have the capacity and um, the wisdom. I mean, not everybody, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I am getting the 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 nudge from spirit to step into that um place within myself that you know I have been doing this for over 15 years. I do have something to share. So and it came up today. I actually the reason why I feel inspired to share about um basically looking into intergenerational trauma, um, generational trauma, how it's passed down, why it's important to be aware of it, um, what does it do 
<laughs> mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically. Um, and how can you, in your own life, work to heal trauma that has been passed down to you? Because a lot of the time, it's unconscious. Um, so I want to talk about that. And I actually was inspired by a meme that I uh, shared today on my social media accounts. And it says, every single person you meet is, and then it has two women. And they virtually both look the same. It's interesting because they don't, you know, appear to be troubled. Um, they both have their hands folded in front of them and plain looking clothes. So it says every single person you meet is repeating a cycle of generational trauma or carrying the burden of breaking cycles. And even though it doesn't say it of generational trauma. And that really, that's really what it is. So we are either perpetuating the cycles of generational trauma, which means most of the time we're unconscious about it. We have no idea that we are um, repeating things that have happened that have been passed down through the lineages or through many different types of circumstances. This is what's so fascinating because part of this is, you know, it's like so, and I wonder this all the time about so many different things, you know, why do some people have consciousness around these cycles and others spend their entire lives and even pass away without being able to have consciousness around trauma, pain um, that has been passed down from generation to generation? And I don't think there's any answer for that. Um, there's no real common denominator as to why some people, quote unquote, wake up and others stay asleep. Um, so let's let's dive into this a little bit. Now, you kind of, or I personally feel like you can't get into the subject of generational trauma without talking about ancestral trauma. Now, I am a slight newbie on the subject matter. Um really have been delving into it for almost two years. Um, and I do feel like it's helpful for me that I have a background in, you know, the the healing arts, if you will. So shamanism and energy healing, um, even a touch of psychology that I studied in college. So that kind of, you know, that I really feel quite grateful that I had that knowledge and that background before I dove into looking at my own ancestral trauma and how to heal it and working with my lineages. Um, because there's a lot to be aware of before you dive in. It's not um, something that you just really take a deep dive into. Um, quite frankly, you could get into some trouble if you do that. And we'll talk about that a little bit. So, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about the whole ancestral aspect of it, which really, I mean, it's, it's all one and the same. Um, so, we'll get into that. So, why would someone want to look at, hmm, 
do I have um, trauma from my lineages? Do I have ancestral trauma? Do I have generational trauma? Um, is there a cycle that I keep perpetuating? I think, <laughs> I think every human on this planet has generational trauma, has ancestral trauma. So again, I'm not going to really dive into this. There are probably thousands of podcasts where someone really takes a deep dive into it. Um, but I'm not going to get really deep into it. But yes, we all have generational trauma. We all have ancestral trauma because essentially we have all at some point in our lineages experienced um, colonialism. We've experienced another culture taking over our culture and stealing from us and, um, you know, raping us and taking away our language, um, taking away our customs. So pretty much every ancestry <laughs> has experienced this in some way, shape, or form. Um, and so you can imagine all the different ways that this can manifest, right? Um, through both uh, race, gender, all the ways. So again, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, not gonna quite go there, but trust me. So if, if this is something that you really want to get into, I'm going to actually recommend, um, a book right now. And that is, um, Daniel Fours, Daniel Four, and that's F-O-O-R. And his book is, actually, let me just look at it. Ancestral Medicine Rituals for Personal and Family Healing. That book, to me, is a great resource. It has a ton of information in regards to really delving into your own um, ancestral healing, how you can go about doing that. He gives you uh, ceremonies and rituals and, um, a whole methodology, 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 <laughs> please forgive me too. I, I tend to, um, to trip over my words sometimes. Um, but it's a great book to get started on learning about how to really work with your own personal ancestry and to start exploring, um, where there might be trauma and how to go about that in a way that is for the most part safe um, <laughs> and is for the most part easy to understand. I did take his online course, um, I think it was a six-month course, and it was extremely helpful, extremely valuable, and I'm talking about this too because after experiencing it for myself, I do feel like it is... Um, probably one of the most profound and helpful things that any human being can do for themselves and for this planet. Because the longer we stay stuck and perpetuate these cycles of trauma and suffering and um, 
you know, throughout our generations. Um, and it just keeps getting passed down and passed down and we keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. That, that spreads to the planet as well. So then we're just stuck in these cycles of perpetuating pain, suffering, racism, you know, like that's why sometimes when you look at it and the state of the world today, sometimes it feels like we haven't really evolved all that much. Um, you know, we're still repeating cycles that have been, (sighs) that have just been going on for thousands of years. So, so that's one reason as to why a person, um, would benefit um and the planet would benefit from looking at um your own ancestral trauma so the way that you can start to do this there's lots of different ways so number 1 you might want to just take note of what are some things that happened to you as a child And, you know, some people have a lot of information, a lot of awareness about their ancestry, about their lineages. Now, I'm a person who I know a fair amount about both of my parents' mothers. They were alive. I know who they are, very close to them. But I... um. I don't know either of my parents' biological fathers. They were um, out of the picture. They've always been out of the picture. And so that's been harder for me to piece together. So, you know, it is a little bit more tricky when you don't have all the information that would make it helpful in regards to, like, looking at your family trees. That's actually one thing that you can start doing is you can start your own research on your ancestry. So gather as much information as you can, um, research as much as you can. Sometimes it is helpful to go online and do that through lots of different websites. Um, Even though I know there's a lot of uh, kind of negative association with some of the um, like DNA testing, I actually, that's what I did. I I did um 23 and me. And you can opt out so that they don't share your uh information. You opt out of research. So you do have the ability to do that. But I've actually connected with um people from my father's father's side of my family who I had no idea, you know, that they existed. Um, because of 23andMe. So I've been able to piece together some of my, um, you know, ancestral puzzle, if you will. So that's, that's one practical, very um, earthy, earthly way of starting to kind of delve into it. And, you know, sometimes it's interesting, the breadcrumbs um, that will, like, once you open yourself up to it, um, it's interesting it's sort of like spirit kind of starts working on your behalf to to bring forth these little breadcrumbs and understanding um and giving you clues um in regards to where you might be having trouble like understanding your your lineages 
the other way, so I had started to talk about this, um, is to notice again, you know, what things have been passed down. So it is very easy to kind of notice, you know, um, what things have been passed down that are maybe not so supportive in your lineage, um, you know, personality traits, um, definitely you can see health issues, you know, that's another reason to do this, is particularly if um, there are health issues that have been passed down as well. Um, but just looking at ways of being, um, people's mental states, you know, depression, anxiety, feeling, um, you know, lack of self-worth, lack of power, um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, you know, um, all of those sorts of things. Where did that come from? How did that start? What, what type of environment did you grow up in? How were your parents? What were their parents like? So again, if you have an awareness of that, it's a lot easier to kind of start to piece those things together. So that's kind of like where you start. Um, and then if we're taking it further, again, I'm not going to like go super deep into that. Um, I just really want to talk about it and bring awareness to it because like this meme showed, a lot of people are unconscious or they might have an awareness like, yeah, I kind of know that there's some trauma that I'm experiencing or maybe that isn't even mine. So that's another big thing. So this is what I'm talking about too. Um, there are certain people, and I happen to be one of them, where for some reason it's like you're the chosen one in your family to have the generational trauma burden. So it's not even necessarily yours. <laughs> so you might be carrying your parents' trauma, your grandparents' trauma, your great-grandparents' trauma, and so on and so on and so on and so on. It could be really ancient, ancient, ancient trauma. Um, and it's this feeling of, it's like a, it's sort of this feeling of separation. You know, you have this awareness of things that have happened in your life, but then there's this additional feeling of a burden. There's this additional heaviness. And no matter what you do, <laughs> no matter what healing you have had done, um, how many classes and workshops you do, you can't escape this feeling of, Something just constantly being put upon you. This burden, this feeling of heaviness. And again, that can manifest in many different ways. So that can manifest, um, you know, as mental disturbances, emotional disturbances, physical disturbances, um, all sorts of things. Or a feeling of... Um, just not being able to like reach your full potential, um, you know, wanting to maybe like get out of debt and have a good relationship with money, but it's this feeling of, you know, no matter what you do or having constant health issues or constantly suffering from depression. Um, and it sometimes is this feeling of, but, you know, everything's okay in my life. Like they're, you know, or I've dealt with X, Y, and Z. So why does this keep following me around? So if we're getting into the more um, spiritual aspect of 
working with your good, true, and beautiful well ancestors to heal your lineages, then, you know, you're going to want to, again, start off very practically, try to do as much research as you can. And then I personally, now this is, again, this is the world according to Tracy and what Tracy does. So I like to and I, I just can't think of another word to call it. It technically, I guess, is praying. Um, but I do a lot of space setting and tuning into and talking out loud, even though that might sound crazy, to my ancestors. And I ask them for help. You know, I ask them for help. I think what's funny is, and I say this to a lot of my clients, um, you have to be willing to open up a channel of communication with spirit. If you don't, you know, number one, of course you have to believe in it. But if you don't open up a channel of communication, it's very much like your human relationships. There's going to be no reciprocation. If you don't reach out and ask for help, they're not going to be able to connect with you and help you. But if you just open up and start a dialogue, boom, they're there. And the good thing is, is no matter what the trauma, the good, true, and beautiful, well ancestors want to help you. They want to support you. They want to be in connection with you and in relationship with you. So that's the good thing. And um, so that's, that's really kind of how I begin. Now, in Daniel Four's book... Um, Again, just putting it out there because that might be really helpful for a lot of people in terms of if you really want to get into this, go look at that book, read that book. Um, he uh, has lots of meditations where you you meet um, a very ancient, good, true, and beautiful well ancestor. And he has you rate your lineages on a scale from, you know, like 1 to 10. So anywhere between 1 to 7, um, particularly, so if you're looking at an ancestor that's like on the health meter. So if they're between like 1 and 5, they, they're still suffering. They're what we call suffering beings. Um, meaning that they haven't really fully processed their human experience um, or they could have experienced a lot of trauma in their own life. There's a lot of stuff that can, that can be <laughs> going on with someone, um, a spirit who hasn't quite crossed over. And that's the thing too. So a lot of people think like once someone has passed on, you know, we all have this hope as well that, oh, they're in a better place now, all is well now, that's not necessarily true. And, um, you know, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but um, most of us do not have a good relationship with death and dying, um, especially in, you know, the Western culture, the American culture. So, we also do not really process our trauma very well. So a lot of people, you know, before they pass away, have not really done any healing work on themselves. Um, and they may, 
they could also be passing from circumstances that are really, really traumatic. So, you know, somebody that died suddenly or in a painful way, in a traumatic way, um, that's also a reason as to why a spirit would kind of be stuck in suffering and not being, you know, not able to become a good, true and beautiful well ancestor. Um, and the languaging is really important around this too. So I, um, I find that it's actually one of the most helpful and supportive things to do in terms of making sure that you're not getting in any interference from any ancestors who are not well. So you always want to use the languaging. I am only working with the good, true, and beautiful, well-healed ancestors. If you do delve into the more spiritual mythology, I'm probably saying that wrong, (laughs) way of working with your ancestors, you're really going to want to take your time, particularly if you've never done any type of healing work, meditation work, journeying work, anything of that sort. Um, I cannot stress this enough. You want to make sure you are in a very stable, healthy place, that your mind is stable and healthy, your emotions are stable and healthy. You would not want to go into this work um, if you feel overwhelmed, if you are troubled by something in your life, if you fear, feel like you are emotionally unstable or mentally unstable or even um, low in energy, physically unwell, you only want to get into this work and delve into this work if you are feeling pretty solid yourself on all those levels. And only then do you want to really begin this work. Um, and you also want to make sure that you have a spirit helper that you already know. Um, so, you know, if you're just going into this work blind, definitely step one, if you're doing it in a more, um, you know, spiritual way, really diving deep, you want to have a trusted spirit helper. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because I also feel like this this work you know, I help people with this work. It's, it's good to, especially if you have no experience whatsoever, it is good to, to reach out to someone and have them help you with this because especially if you don't have any sort of spirit helper to work with, um, you need to make sure that you've got, you've got some allies on your side. Um, similarly to real life, if we are alone and we're doing life alone, Mm, you know, it's not so good. We can have a lot of shitty things happen to us. We're a little bit more vulnerable. Um, Same thing with spiritual work. You want to make sure that you're powered up. You know, um, you're in a good place mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically. You have a spirit ally or two that you have established a good relationship with. You know they've got your back. And then you can begin this work. Um, And you always want to be doing this work from a really embodied place. Um, Really making sure that you are, you know, grounded. That you are um, 
present. And again, like I said, you just want to make sure that you're feeling really solid and um, healthy. So then you would begin to, you know, work primarily with one of your four lineages. It helps to work with a lineage that you feel is the healthiest first. Um, I'm kind of going to stop right there because, again, if you really want to get into that, get that book. Um, there's lots of resources in that book and... Um, you know, you can also further explore perhaps taking his course online. Um, he just seems to be one of the main people, teachers I see offering this work. And um, the only thing I had issue with, I will say, um, in taking his course was I feel like there wasn't enough of a caution in regards to and so I'm going to say it, what can go wrong when you do this work um, and you take the deep dive? Because, so the reason why I'm talking about make sure you're grounded, make sure you're healthy, make sure you have a spirit health ally um, that you have a, a working relationship with, a trusted relationship with, is because, um, like I was talking about before, there are unwell dead. There are suffering beings and some of them uh they're not they don't really have your best interests at heart so they can interfere and they can create problems these are what we call the quote-unquote hungry ghosts and you know maybe some people listening to this are like what you know of course you have to believe in this if this isn't for you it isn't for you but um in my world, and from what I know to be true and what I have experienced, yes, ghosts exist. Hell yes, they do. And they can interfere and they can cause some issues. Um, they can... <laughs> they can cause a lot of issues. You know, some people, um, what I was noticing and some of the people who were participating in this course um they started they started seeing ghosts they started hearing things things started happening in their house some people got sick um you know nothing crazy but came down with some illnesses um had strings of bad luck so what i found in my own personal work is that um suffering beings a lot of the time they sometimes feed off of our energy too. So they don't want things necessarily to be fixed, right? They've been kind of stuck for a very long time and they haven't had the chance to heal from whatever vibration they were embodying before they died. So a lot of this is it's kind of funny because it's similar to the unconsciousness that keeps getting perpetuated by someone not being aware that they're repeating these cycles over and over. So they're literally almost repeating what the suffering beings were doing in life. So that's a lot of that. that that's what a lot of this is about, is actually calling on your good, true, and beautiful well ancestors to tend to the unwell ancestors, the unwell dead and to assist them, to heal them. Um, 
Now I have, you know, experience in compassionate depossession and working with possessing beings and tending to stuck suffering beings who haven't crossed over. So again, I felt really lucky that I had that knowledge when I was getting into this because I kept thinking like, oh my goodness, you know, what about the people who have no idea about any of this? And that started happening, you know, like um, there were a handful of people, probably more, that began to experience the effects of the unwell dead and got very frightened by it. Um, and I get that, you know, I, I've been frightened by that in my life too. So, so there are a lot of components and this is why I say, particularly if you're a person who, you know, you're just hearing this for the first time, you don't have any shamanic journeying experience, you don't have any, you know, like you haven't really done a deep dive before in this way, um, you don't have a spirit ally, yeah, you're going to want to reach out. You're going to at least want to read, um, you know, I don't want to like overwhelm people with resources. I would just like get that book, read it, and you would know whether or not it's something that you want to pursue. And you don't have to pursue it in that way. I do feel like, again, a very simple, a very simple way of working with your your ancestors and healing your ancestral trauma is to to pray to talk to them um a lot of people give offerings to their ancestors and that can be lots of things you know you can um just tune in and and ask them you know if there's something that they they would like from you um offerings of food dancing singing um offerings out in nature um, a lot of people um, make altars for their ancestors. So there's lots of different things that you can do to to honor them and begin to work with them. Um, and I just want to share a prayer quickly too. So um, I give this very often, this prayer, to my clients um, when they, perhaps we did some ancestral work together and they're just not at a place where they can do a deep dive. Um, so this is why I say like the languaging, the talking out loud can really go a long way. Just having the awareness that you want to bring healing to your ancestors, that you want to have consciousness around the cycles of trauma that have been passed down and that may be residing within you, that you may be acting out. So this is the prayer. I connect in with and give gratitude to my good, true, and beautiful well ancestors and ask that they cocoon all of my lineages in the light of the Creator. May any suffering beings be healed and their wounds be tended to. May any darker energies or beings be lifted to the light and only blessings be bestowed upon the living ancestors and future generations. I affirm that I no longer carry any wounds or burdens from my lineages and only allow the good, true, beautiful, and well ancestors to support and guide me. Thank you, and so it is. Another helpful thing to do is to just say um, to your ancestors, and then even for yourself and for your living ancestors, particularly, um, you know, a lot can come up when doing this work, a lot around forgiveness. And this isn't... (laughs) 
that's a big thing, right? Um, you don't have to forgive. You don't have to forgive, but it is important sometimes to just have space in, in a um, compassionate way from, from things that have done, but things that have been done perhaps that, you, that you're aware of either, you know, done in regards to, you know, your family who came before you um, or perhaps it was, you know, trauma that was done to you. So that, that is up for each individual to decide, um, in regards to how they want to work with that and when they're ready to work with that. And that may never, may never happen. You know, there's so much to be said about forgiveness and, um, it has to be right for a person, you know? So, But I will say it is helpful to just say, may you be happy, may you be well, may you be free, may you be free of suffering, may you be healed. Um, A lot of people can manage that. Um, You can also, you know, do that for yourself. May I be happy, may I be well, may I heal, may I be free of suffering. Um... And again, just repeat that for for anyone that you may be feeling like, you know, it's either hard to forgive. Um, and if it's not hard to forgive, that's a great way of just asking that they be free, that they be happy, that they be well, and that the planet be healthy, be free, be well, be free of suffering. So let's see. I feel like I want to wrap it up and stop there. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll end up doing a part two. Um, (laughs) not really sure about that, but thank you for listening. If you have any questions, I definitely can help you support you in this area. Um, you know, hopefully this wasn't too overwhelming. It is a pretty deep subject. Um, it can be an overwhelming subject for sure as well. So, please reach out to me with any questions. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. You can email me at tracyliberty at yahoo.com. And may you be happy. May you be well. May you be free of suffering. May you receive love. Thank you for listening. Take care.